Newsaz.com Entertainment Network. With over one and a half million downloads of our podcast series, Newsaz.com is a home of Star Wars in Character, The Grady's, The Great 80s Movie Debate, Muppets in Character, Trailer Pod Boys, Indiana Jones in Character, Dial-Up Movies, Attraction Obsession, Pass the Popcorn, and more with even more to come. Newsaz.com is also home of the YouTube series, Chris's Micro Movie Reviews, and the new video series, We're Bored, the Vintage Oddball Board Game Show. Visit Newsaz.com today to catch up on all our great series and original entertainment and keep an eye out for all the great new additions coming soon. Welcome to this Newsaz.com special. My name is Matt, and while this special doesn't really fit specifically into any category or series of podcasts we're currently doing, you could in a way say it might be Matt Goes Goofy meets Attraction Obsession. What this special is about is about the last ever running of the Run Disney event, the Expedition Everest Challenge. This was the eighth running of this unique event, and it is a race that I have had the privilege of running five times total. What it is is a 5K with a couple of obstacles, followed by a what they call a scavenger hunt, which is more a series of brain teaser puzzles that you have to solve one by one until you get to the very last puzzle, which combines everything you had done on that scavenger hunt to reveal a final answer that you give the moderators at the end of the race and you're able to cross the finish line and officially end your race. On top of all that, the best part for someone like me that loves going to theme parks and riding the rides is that you get to ride some of Animal Kingdom's best rides throughout the night during a post-race party. In particular, Expedition Everest, which is, in my opinion, the best ride in all of the Animal Kingdom Park in Walt Disney World. I first ran this race in 2011, and this was right after I caught the running bug. In fact, this was the third ever official race I had actually participated in. The first was a Warrior Dash, which was a mud run obstacle course. The second was a 5K, but it was a trail 5K, so it was all off-road. And then now this, the Expedition Everest Challenge, being my third. So it wasn't until my fourth race that I actually ran on a street for 3.1 miles without something unique about the race. In fact, it's so unremarkable, I don't even know what my fourth is. Those first three will stand out because that's a very interesting introduction into 5K running, or even, I guess you could say, racing, although I am not there to win because uh, that won't happen. I'm only there to hopefully do better than the last time, but that's not what this is about. When I signed up for the race, I did see and kind of understand that there was a scavenger hunt portion to it, but I didn't understand what that entailed because the very brief explanation of it on the website did not wasn't able to give the amount of detail it would have taken to explain everything from beginning to end. So I knew something was coming after the race, but I didn't quite understand what. But once I participated in that race and then the scavenger hunt, I was instantly hooked. And ever since then, I had run it every year. It was my can't miss race of the year since 2011. And, and I'm happy to say I have run it every year since the first time I participated in it. After the first three times I had run as a solo participant, I finally convinced my wife to run with me as a team because the event is advertised and encouraged to run as a team. And it really does help to have a second person with you on those, those puzzles. After you've run your hardest, assuming you're going to run your hardest in that 5K, it's kind of difficult to switch gears and look at a, a brain teaser and figure it out quickly. 
second person there with you helps you do that pretty uh, much easier, I should say. At least that's what I found now having a teammate. Took a little convincing. She knew what the race was. I explained it to her as well as I could and, and actually had the puzzles from the previous races to show her. Still took a little convincing. But once I did convince her and we ran it together, she was hooked as well and could not wait to do it the following year, which was now this race. Since I got into running, I have participated in every Run Disney weekend they've held. I've not run every race throughout the weekend, but I've run at least one race or volunteered, some way participated in it. Hands down, no doubt, there's absolutely not, don't even have to think about this answer. Expedition Everest Challenge is far and away my favorite race of any of them. It's the one I look forward to every year. It's the one that I have the most fun on, and they don't have a a second event in Disney World or Disneyland. I've run two weekends there as well, which were fun, but still not as fun as Expedition Everest Challenge. And both my wife and I were quite Sad to find out that this year was indeed the last running of that race. But rather than mourn the loss of this race, we did our best to celebrate it this year. For this final race, my fifth running of this, and now my wife's second, we recorded ourselves leading up to the race, during our walking breaks during the run, and as much of the puzzle solving as we could. Now, while these clips tell a lot of the story, I'll fill in the gaps as we go along, particularly in the puzzle-solving area. There were a couple times where we thought we had the answer, but then on a second and sometimes even a third look at the clue, we changed our minds. So I will interject during the recordings to explain what is going on in a race, and in particular, what is going on with the puzzles, what the puzzles were, and ultimately what the answers were, and where that led us next. So to start everything off with, The first part of this story, for me anyway, is that I managed to catch the worst cold I have had in years, just days before this race. Now, if you listen to my series, Matt Goes Goofy, you know I said several times during the most recent recordings that there was going to be nothing that kept me from this race. And I had said that because I had been dealing with a pretty significant knee injury that I got a couple of months ago. So that was what I was referring to. I was not referring to a serious cold. Well, not serious, not life-threatening, but one that was making me miserable on a daily basis since I had it. But despite the cold, despite dealing with the knee injury, I still was not going to miss this race. I didn't care if I had to have my wife put me in a wheelbarrow and get me across to each puzzle station. I was getting through this race, and I did, as we'll hear. To actually start off the race story now, where it always starts for me is the packet pickup. That's where you go pick up your number, you sign whatever waivers you need to, and there's always an opportunity to pick up some uh, souvenirs, some swag, and there's uh, usually at a run Disney event, there's a an expo where there's all kinds of vendors and whatnot. Not so much at this one. This was very, very small. Not even going to get into the expo because it really isn't worth talking about. But I will say that I did do some recording on the way to Packet Pickup and after. And actually, instead of explaining what's on the clips, we'll just go to those recordings right now. So here are those recordings from the day of Packet Pickup. This is the day before the race, not even quite 24 hours. It's about three o'clock. 
and I'm starting the uh, chronicling, I think that's the right word, of the last ever Expedition Everest Challenge at the Run Disney event. My favorite event. I can't believe it's the last one, but uh, it's starting off very interesting. You may hear it in my voice, and I don't know if it'll be out of my system by the time I do the studio recordings, but I have a pretty hefty cold. I wouldn't say bad cold. It's not going to be bad enough to keep me out of the race, but it's, uh, <laughs> you can, you can, I'm sure you can hear it. If you can't hear it, it's, it's, uh, all in my nose. I can only breathe out of my mouth and I got a bit of a sore throat, but I don't care. I'm not missing this race. So it is three o'clock on a Friday and I'm doing something I never ever do, or at least very rarely do. And that is leaving work because of this cold. I, um, have the time and everyone is actually pretty anxious for me to get out and stop breathing their air so they don't get sick so I'm going home gotta go to pack a pickup and rest the rest of the night and all day tomorrow and come back for the race so the next recordings you'll hear will probably be us approaching the race but I thought since I had something worth sharing that will make this interesting I'd go ahead and record it now so that's it for this recording all right, little change of plan already right out the gate. I called my wife to let her know I was headed home, and she is also headed home from work. And we're about equal distances from Disney, and we're going to go meet for the packet pickup over at the Animal Kingdom parking lot and get that out of the way. That way I don't have to go home, rest for a little bit, wake back up again, go get the packet pickup, rest, or even get up early tomorrow to do it. So now, once we're done packet pickup, I can rest from now until race time and hopefully ditch this cold so going out to animal kingdom parking lot now to pick it up it's a different place than usual usually it's at wide world of sports but that's fine by me because wide world of sports parking attendants are the rudest disney employees ever i'm just gonna put it bluntly it's they seem to take the problem children or maybe not even that just the angry people and put them there they're just i've never had a pleasant experience with the wide world of sports parking attendant so Fine by me to go to Animal Kingdom. So that's where I'm headed now. And maybe even do some recording from there. All right, just finished packet pickup with my lovely team partner, teammate, I guess, Christy. Say hello. Woo! So, race is about 28, 29, 30 hours from now, somewhere around there. I'm not yeah, sure what that is. Like 20, 27. 27 hours from now. Any predictions? We will finish it. No, okay, not going to pull the clever lag and say, pain. Well, there's going to be pain. Okay. That's from Rocky. That's why I don't know it. I said that for Dave. Thanks, Dave. Okay. That's it. We'll probably be back at race day after this. So that is pretty much the story for Packet Pickup. As you could certainly, uh, most likely hear in that recording, my cold was in full force. It was unrelenting. It was all in my nose. It was certainly a head cold, a bit of a chest cold. Not a pleasant thing, but was not going to let it dampen my spirits, and I did not. Uh, We did make a team decision that night, which is worth mentioning as far as the history of this race goes. Every year, I had always worn the shirt that you had gotten for this event. You always get a nice tech shirt, uh, some kind of wicking material that dries quickly, keeps you cool. And they were always, the Expedition Ever shirts were always awesome. They're they're good quality. The graphics were always fantastic. Uh, Didn't mind wearing them. This year, I will say this, it was a fantastic graphic. It was still the same quality shirt, but it was white. I am not crazy about wearing white shirts, especially when I sweat so much through them. And my wife is just not crazy about white shirts in general. She just does not think that's a good color on her. That's more of a fashion decision than 
than my practical decision. Either way, either way, we were not happy with the white shirts. Love the graphic. Graphic was great. Great logo this year. Didn't care for the white. So we made a decision which actually was pretty, I think, appropriate for the race. We decided to wear the shirts that we wore for the first time we each wore this race. So in my case, I wore the 2011 shirt, which I still had. It's actually one of my favorite shirts to run in because it's a very good shirt, which is a nice dark blue. And she wore last year's shirt, which is a nice bright orange, a color she really, really likes. She likes that shirt. I like my blue shirt. Perfect solution. Didn't have to worry about dealing with the white and we're happy to wear the shirts we wore. So with that decision out of the way, I pretty much passed out for the night. I wanted to see if I could get rid of any of this cold before the race. Now, speaking of that cold and trying to get rid of it, we did have something in my favor. The race was not until 10 p.m. the next day, and we weren't planning to get there until about 8. So that gave me all day to rest and try my best to get rid of this cold. And that's what I did. I rested a lot, drank a lot of fluids, mainly water. At one point, I did kind of have enough energy to get up and go to the closest drugstore and get some cold medicine. I also bought two big bottles of Gatorade, one which I finished on the way home. I think that actually may have really helped in all this. And then again, just went at home, kind of fell in and out of sleep on the couch and just did not move or moved as little as possible before it was time to change and get ready for the race that night. I did notice the cold medicine I bought actually did some good. It, it only lasted about two hours, but it did seem to keep the coughing, the sneezing, and the runny nose, all the three major sim symptoms down. So I did pull off a couple of tabs of that cold medicine and put them with my running gear and got everything prepared for that night. In fact, at this part of the story, we're right at that point of the night. So with the, all the fluids in my systems, a ton of rest, and, and now a little bit of temporary cold relief in hand, we got ready, we got dressed, and headed out to the race. And that actually leads into the next set of recordings. The recordings start off with a little bit of the pre-race activities. It's a bit of a party atmosphere. It's like that with every Run Disney event. Gets everyone in the mood, everyone excited to run. And the recordings actually flow into the start of the race and the race itself. So I'll go ahead and start playing these recordings and get into the race. And when I come back, we will start talking about the puzzle section or what they call the scavenger hunt of the Expedition Everest Challenge. All right, we're taking the walk to the starting area. How are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling good. I'm looking over at one of the obstacles right now, which is a bunch of hay bales. Yeah, I might be going around obstacles because of my knee. We'll I see. I will be plunging into them, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually a lot more worried about the puzzles because I still have this damn cold and my brain is mush, so you're going to do all the thinking for us. That's why we got smartphones. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, there's a car coming, so I'll come back a little later. Just did the traditional signing of the big-ass poster wall. Where does it go? I don't know. That's like the fifth one I've signed, second one you signed. Actually, we signed one in the park too, don't we? Yeah. yeah I don't know where I don't know where they go. I don't know where they go. I wonder if they copy them and use them to fraudulently write our signatures. Probably. I mean, mine's not difficult. Yours will be a little more tricky, but that's true. And it's not really my formal name, so I can't sign checks with it. You know what the best part of tonight's been so far? What? The fact that we got here early and there was no line for the bathrooms. That was amazing. I almost want to go again just to take advantage of it. I think there might be a line now. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> uh, let's find our corrals. And actually, I'm going to grab some water. I just had a cough drop trying to clear my sinuses. Let's find some water and 
start getting ready, I guess, huh? Yep, stretching it out. Yeah, all right. Yep, yeah, all right. We'll be back in a bit. I see ya. to the corral. The race officially started with Corral A, but we're not starting for a while yet. You getting anxious? Yes, I am. Excited at all? I am excited, yes. Okay. Looking forward to this? Yes, I am. I am looking forward to it. Bittersweet, because it's our last one, but it's still fun. Yep, yeah, last one, but I'm, I got a feeling they're going to replace it with something like this, you know, with the puzzles and whatnot, but this haven't announced it. I have my suspicions, but I'm not going to talk your ear off like the guy in front of us waiting to sign the poster for it did. So no. That's another story. I'm not going to ponder to guess what's coming. I just want to enjoy what we're doing. Yep. Yep. My cold subsiding a little bit. Uh, just took some medicine, so let's see if I can stay on my feet for the race. I would just like to stay warm. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to the corral. We'll be back during the run. All right, we're next. Are you ready? Yes. You ready? Yes. You ready? No. You're re oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> we are under 30 seconds away! Go two and a half kilometers away from the taco bar. Hey, there's no taco bar. 
All right, three quarters of a mile into it. First obstacle done, hay bales. What'd you think? Uh, it was okay. My knee didn't collapse, that was a good sign. Hey, that's good. My lungs haven't imploded, so that's good too. Also good point. It's a night of highlights so far. Yeah. <laughs> Still having fun though. Weather's beautiful, much better than the last time we ran this. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, we got, we got drenched last time. It was bad. This is comfortable. Yep. You were a little cold before we started, but I'm sure you're not cold now. Absolutely not. I'm really glad I didn't buy a jacket. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll be back in a bit. All right, one mile down. How are you feeling now? feel awesome, Matt. There's already people working on the puzzle. You see that? That was us last year. Already working on the puzzle. No. Now we're back in G. Like in G, I guess we didn't do so good. I guess. It doesn't matter. This isn't a competition. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I was going to try to get the thing on snippy there, but my brain is dead, so. Good. All right. Anything else before the last next run break? Kick ass. All right. We're in halfway done. How are you feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good. How are you feeling compared to last year? I think worse. Why is that? I think I was actually training last year. It's true you were, but we did have a marathon vacation through a bunch of theme parks where we walked a lot. And I did walk an entire rank of stairs at uh, Universal. That's true. That's true. I think the rain was actually to our advantage last year. It cooled us down because I'm feeling much hotter than last year. Yes, I feel warm. Yeah. Well, we got a water stop coming up soon, so we'll come back after that break. All right, over two miles done. How you feeling? My feet hurt. <laughs> I got another question for the third mile. Uh, how you looking? I'm looking fine. <laughs> oh, check it out. We're behind the uh, Everest mountain. That's cool. For anyone, anyone that's never seen this, the back of Everest at Animal Kingdom is a three-sided flat wall with windows. So there's some kind of office or operations in there. Oh, okay. Got to put the phone down. We got an obstacle coming right now. We just crossed the second obstacle, the under the Carganet crawl. That was not last year. No, last year was your least favorite. What did you think this year? This year, I did not have a giant gash on my knee. And it seemed shorter, too. Yeah. I think it was shorter or not as tired. That Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Yep, so we flew through it. We're about to do a turnaround and finish out the last three-quarter miles and end the scavenger hunt. Woohoo! All right, we are less than half a mile to go. We ran into an obstacle we weren't expecting. Tires! Yeah, tires. Uh, we were expecting one at the end because usually there's three, so I don't know if that means there's four or the third one is early. What do you think? I think there's four. I think so too, so we're about to find out in less than half a mile and we'll let you know. I don't know what it would be though because it's not like it's tough motor or warrior dash. One year that a cargo net climb could be one this year. Oh, there could be, yeah. Well, we'll find out soon enough. Stay tuned. So at this point, we are done the 5K portion of the race. And as far as my running and my knee injury, things went pretty well, quite well, actually. Uh, about the first quarter mile or so, there's a little bit of pain in my knee. I could feel it shifting and kind of working its way into place to kind of be, I guess, where it's supposed to be with after with all the, the bracing and, and the exercising and stretching I've done with it. But once it seemed to for lack of a better term, slip into place, it was, that was pretty much the extent of my discomfort. And I mean discomfort, not even pain. There was nothing. I mean, it was pretty unbelievable. So I'm no, not complaining. I just was stunned after all the work and doctors and MRIs to be able to run 3.1 miles and not have pain was a welcome relief. So a quick note on the obstacles as I was listening to the recordings. There were three in total in the end. 
We did theorize that there would be a fourth obstacle, but that never cropped up. I'm not sure why they put the last obstacle so far from the 5K finish line. Usually it was you'd get out of that obstacle and you'd see the finish line, but that's not really an issue. It just was noting since we actually got on the recording that we thought there was going to be a fourth. So I do actually tend to forget that there's obstacles in this race, to be honest, until the race comes up. I, I guess because I remember the scavenger hunt more, and that's what I really look forward to here. It's it's not a surprise. I'm like, uh, not like a, a slap my head and go, oh yeah, there's obstacles. I just kind of forget that they're there. So no big deal. I don't, I don't go to the race because of the obstacle course. I go for the scavenger hunt and for the fun. Immediately after crossing the 5K checkpoint, we're handed a bottle of water, a keychain flashlight, and a mini Sharpie, and our first scavenger hunt clue. And here is that first clue. <laughs> All right, what we got? That's what we got. All right, only first clue. Only time will tell if you make it to the summit of Everest. If climbing for 24 hours straight, how many times will at least three digits in the row be the same on your analog watch? This is not boot camp, so don't use military time. Okay, so 333, 444, 555, 222, 11. So it'd be 111, 222, 333, 444, 555, five times. Five times. Okay. That's just a reason. Where does it say to get to the bottom where to go? For your next clue, go to Palm Courtyard Pool. Okay. So that was our first puzzle and our first answer. It was actually the first of our three answers we went through. So to better explain, here's the clue again, and it read, only time will tell if you make it to the summit of Mount Everest. In climbing 24 hours straight, how many times will at least three digits in the row be the same on your analog watch? This is not boot camp, so don't use military time. So as you heard in that recording, our first answer was seven, and that was based on the numbers 111, 222, 333, 444, 555, 1111 and 1222. But that wasn't the first answer we gave. In my cold infested brain, the brilliant idea that the analog watch was a major clue was that it was a watch with a, a dial like you'd have with the, the hour and minute hand. So I thought or I suggested that the answer would be zero. Well, we went to the station to give our answer, told the moderator zero, and they're like, nah, no. Okay. So then my wife was like, how about seven? Well, seven seemed to actually get the moderator's attention a little more, and they gave us a clue, which was to think about all the 11s and remember it's 24 hours. So we did. So we thought about it more carefully. We pictured an analog clock that would have numbers going from left to right, and we came up with, again, uh, 111, 222, 333, 444, 555. We had forgotten the first time around 10 o'clock, which would be three zeros. We also forgot. 1110, which would be three ones, 1111, and then we go through all the 11s, which is 1112, 1113, 1114, 1115, 1116, 1117, 1118, 1119, and then finally 1222, which we also had before. So counting all those up, we came up with 17, multiply that by two for 24 hours. We now had the answer of 34, which we went back to the race moderator, said 34. She smiled and hand us, handed us our second clue. So here is that second clue. So the number. Okay, read it again. Okay. When climbing, you don't want to spin in circles, but for this clue, you must. Start with C and turn from there the number of years exploration Everest has been run. Continue spinning for a solution to appear. Okay, I get it. 
I just need to, somewhere we can stop and look. You get it? You go like eight. Yes, every time, every eight, put a letter down. Okay, so start C. Spin one, left. Okay. Oh, left. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. C. Really? Well, think about it. Start at C. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so it's always going to be C. <laughs> no. Well, here, let's write it on here first. For, okay, go ahead. Oh, wait, no, that's not the beginning of the, the phrase. Okay, this is. all right. Okay, so then you spin left two. One, two. I. Wait, oh, sorry. One, two. B? Really? This isn't spelling anything. Or do you go from... Yeah, even if you did that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Then left... Let's see. Left one. Left two. One, two. Okay. Right to CV. What do you the always hell? start it at C or do you start it? Well, I started at C. Huh. One, two. C, B, C, B, C, B, C. That doesn't, shit, that doesn't spell anything. I know, right? Start at C and from there go. Number of years expedition has, has been run. Seven? Oh, seven. One, okay. okay so yeah. spin one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. A. a. Okay. <laughs> Then you go from A. Okay, yeah. One, two, R. Wait. Right to uh, one, two, three, carabiner. One, two, three, four. Yep, carabiner. I helped again. <laughs> I'm not so brain dead today. Okay, we got two clues done. We're about to turn in our second clue. Are you, are you enjoying this part of the race again like last year? Yeah, because I seem to be the brains in the team. <laughs> yeah, because I am on all kinds of cold medication. I, I like being the smart one. <laughs> hey, I, I figured out that last, the important part of that last clue. Yes, you did. So I'm done. Okay, good right. to know. Good to know I, you have outlived your usefulness. <laughs> A lot of people say, have been saying that about me for years. True, true. <laughs> Now, you heard the clue and the answer in that clip, but this was a bit of a visual puzzle, and I'll do my best to describe it. It was a circle that was divided into eight equal pie pieces, and each pie piece had a letter in it. Starting at the top, each letter was C, then A, I, N, R, E, B, R, C. You started at the top wedge, or pie, which was the letter C, and then you counted seven pieces counterclockwise to the letter A. So you had CA. Each step said to move a certain number, either left or right, and then note the letter that you stopped on. By the time you did that, you spelled out the word carabiner. So we handed our answer with the word carabiner written on it to the moderator and we're given clue number three. So here is clue number three. Okay. When dressing for your expedition, it is important to layer with the right thing on top. Right thing on top. Wow. Important to layer with the right. Who? Mouse. The right thing on top. 
She'll find it. We didn't capture the whole clue card or the answer in this recording. So here is that clue again. It read, when dressing for your expedition, it is important to layer with the right thing on top. Then below that were four groups of three letters, which were ERS, INE, NTA, and MOU. Now, I think this is where my cold actually played to our advantage. While my wife was sitting there trying to unscramble the letters into some kind of word or phrase, I looked at it with my fuzzy, blurry head at that bottom row of letters and said, I see the word mountaineer. And she's like, that's it. And she snapped her fingers, wrote down the word mountaineer, and we raced off to the next clue moderator, which we handed the card to, which we wrote the word mountaineer and she handed us clue number four. So that was it. So even though we had gotten clue number four, my wife still took a moment to ask the moderator. She said, she told her we had guessed the word, but we weren't sure how we were supposed to figure it out. Well, it turns out that you were supposed to read each group of words starting at the right and moving left, which sounds strange. So the first group, MOU, would be the first part of mountain. Then it, if you read those group of letters from right to left... It would it spells out mountaineers. It might be something you'd have to write down the envision, but it, it it does work. But that is not how we guessed it. Like I said, my fuzzy, blurry brain looked at it and went, "I think it says mountaineers," and <laughs> sure enough, it did. So with that, we got clue number four, and here is clue number four. All right, what we got for clue four? Okay, L plus live plus A plus sh plus n. What? Okay. I'm sure it's there. Where's the live? Elevation. Oh, look at you. Now, you just heard in that clip, my wife figured that one out pretty quick. If you didn't hear the clue, it was capital L plus live plus capital A plus SH plus capital N equals, and if you were to say all of those phonetically fast, elevation. That was the answer, elevation. So we had gotten to moderator for Clue 5, or the moderator for Clue 5, gave our answer of elevation, and we were handed the fifth and final clue. And here it is. We have finally found the Yeti, and you will too, but where? Solve the word search and you will know where he's hiding. So use this cipher and the previous four answers to help you in this quest. So it looks like we have to take clue number one. There's three of them written in here. Clue number two times four. Clue number three times two. And clue number four times three. The leftover letters will tell you where the Yeti is and what you need to do at the finish line. Okay, so I don't so, get it. Clue so one, three, what? One is 34. Oh, I see. Okay, times. so there's 34 in there. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So we're going to look for... You're awesome. I think I already see it. I think I already see the answer. <laughs> okay, so look for 34, 34, 34, 34. Please don't let her keep going. 
Okay, let's go to clue number two. Yeah. Carabiner. Two's carabiner. And there's how many of those? There's two. two. Or no, there's four. Four? Okay. Elevation. Elevation. That was the last one. So there's so three, there's of, those. three of those. There's elevation. Okay. So okay. you got all elevations. Thirty-four. Okay. Two. Thirty-four. Okay. I think that's it for thirty-four. Okay. The number two was carabiner. Carabiner. Right? Yeah. Oh, there. Carabiner. So there's two of them. Okay. Carabiner. Three. How many are all together? Four. Four. So we know they're all up and down. There's carabiner. Okay. Number three was what? A uh, uh, mountaineer. Mountaineer. Okay. There's two of those. Mountaineer. There's the other one right next to it. Mountaineers. That's all. Only two. Go find the hidden Yeti on a clue. I think that's clue. And hold the hold up a. Okay, so there's a hidden Yeti. Hold. Oops, sorry. Hold it. No, right here. And hold it up. At this is, we have to find the hidden Yeti. Hidden. So, in there, in the word somewhere is, is a Y-T-I. No, 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 no. It's in, in here somewhere is a Y-T-I next to each other. You see what I'm saying? Not in here, but in one of the cards. Oh, okay. You get it? Yeah, no, that's not it. Okay. No, not there. No, I don't think it's on there. I think it's in the word. Sure? I, yeah, this is... What there it, was. it is right there! Hidden Yeti! Where? That's a Yeti face! I totally don't... Oh, you're right! Oh, look at you! You're much better than me again. <laughs> So there you heard it. That was us finishing the entire scavenger hunt. But what you most likely didn't hear was the entire clue, which would we didn't read off because it was a two-pager. And on the, I'll describe again, best I can here. First page, it said, We have finally found the Yeti, and you will too. But where? Solve the word search, and you will know where he is hiding. Use the cipher and the previous answers to help you in this quest. Clue number one times three. Clue number two times four, clue number three, times two, clue number four, times three. The leftover letters will tell you where the Yeti is and what you need to do at the finish line. So that was the first page. Now the second page was a grid of letters that was 13 rows across and 13, or I guess 13 columns across, 13 rows down. And in the, all those words was a word search, which had, you had to find the words that were the answers to your previous clue. And in this case, Clue number one, which was 34, we had to find three times. We had to find the word carabiner from clue number two, four times. The word mountaineers from clue mount, uh, number three, two.
two times and elevation from the previous clue, clue number four, three times. So once we scratched out all those, uh, what is that, seven, 10, 12 words, once we scratched them out, you read the letters from left to right across, and it spelled out the phrase, go find the hidden Yeti on a clue card and hold it up at the finish. Now, my wife and I had two different approaches to this. I thought the word Yeti, Y-E-T-I, was going to be a hidden combination of letters somewhere in the clues, like up and down or, or the uh, end of one word, beginning of another. So I'm looking at the text. My wife is looking at the different patterns on the flip side of the cards, which were like a gold and green patterns, which normally didn't look like anything until she pulled up clue number two, turned it 45 degrees, and sure enough, there was a picture of the Yeti, the Yeti mascot for the Expedition Everest ride, which is on all the merchandise, plain as day. So once we found that, we sprinted to the finish line, holding up clue number two over our heads. The moderator saw us holding it, waved us in. We crossed the line, and at one hour and 16 minutes, we had finished the race, which put us in 280th place out of 1,200 co-ed couples. It's broken down between individual males, individual females, male couples, female couples, and co-ed couples. And we were in the top 25 percentile of co-ed couples. Not bad for two people who were not able to train, are not by any stretch of the imagination competitive rudders. We just do it to have fun. And we did have fun, which means to us, we won. We didn't even know our ranking until the day after. I just put it in there. Because I was actually pretty surprised to see we were in that 25 percentile. After that, we went to the party. We had a very unhealthy meal. But we did have one last thing to do. And that was, of course, to, at the very least, ride Expedition Everest. Okay, that's it for the race. And we got our medals. So, Yay! how's this compared to last year? It was as fun, if not a little more fun, because I didn't break my medal this year. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's up there with all the rest. This is, I've said it before, um, well, I, I won't say it again. This is my favorite race, so I'm sad to see it go, but I, I'm anxious to see what replaces it. So, any final thoughts before we go to the party and do some recording on the rides? No, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad I can do this with you, and we're awesome team Nino's ass. Yes, we are, so. All right, well, we're going to get something to eat, get a well-deserved beer and a wine. And then I'm going to go enjoy the party and do some rides in the middle of the night.
So that is, or in this case was, the last ever Expedition Everest Challenge. And I will certainly miss it, but it wasn't as sad as I thought it was going to be. And that was mainly because I'd always been sure that even though they might be ending this race theme or this race title, I was pretty sure they weren't going to end this event. It's just, it's way too unique. It's so much fun. And it's something runners that at can't or, or don't want to do a half marathon or even a 10K, which is twice the running distance. It, it gives them an alternative to enjoy a marquee run Disney weekend event. So those thoughts were actually confirmed at this event when the host said, don't worry, there's something on the horizon. Now, he didn't say what at all, and I have absolutely no information on what it may be, but I do have some ideas, and I'll share my theories as wrong as they may be. And going through these notes, I've talked myself in and out of both these ideas, but I'll share them for the heck of it just to listen back later and see how wrong I actually was. So my first thought has always been when I heard this was going to be the last expedition ever is that it's going to be replaced with a Star Wars event. One big reason is because Disney only seems to care about Star Wars and Frozen right now. Second, it's the if they continue to hold it at this time of year, it's going to be a really unique and exciting way to start Star Wars weekends. Uh, lastly, it's a theme that could fit this idea. Rebels break the code. You infiltrate these, stop the Empire. It's, it fits so easily without... I wouldn't say much work. In fact, it, it, it's it's the opposite. It actually gives you a entirely a very large palette of creativity to choose from. It might actually be difficult to narrow one thing down. In fact, it could be so different for so many years. It just seems like a perfect fix. Now, the only thing that tells me this might not be a Star Wars uh, themed race in the future is that they do have a Star Wars themed half marathon weekend in Disneyland. And currently they don't hold dual theme events at both resorts right now, but there is absolutely nothing to say that they can't and won't do that. So I think I might be close with this idea. My second thought, this is kind of my out on a limb idea, is that if they want to keep it in Animal Kingdom, maybe they'll change it to an Avatar slash Pandora type thing, assuming that this much rumored Avatar land ever comes to actually be. But there is one huge pitfall with that idea is that the uh, well, first, I guess the actual pitfall would be is if the Avatar land is actually built ever and before the next year's race season starts. And the other pitfall being is I don't think they actually own the intellectual property outright for Avatar. I'm not sure, and I could be wrong, but I don't think they do. And to my knowledge, without looking at every race they've ever had, I'm pretty sure they've done races, only races that they own completely the intellectual property for. So that one, I think, is going out on a limb. I think if I'm close at all, it's Star Wars. But you know what? It doesn't matter because no matter what it is, I'm going to run it again. It could be Star Wars. It could be Frozen, Avatar, Alice in Wonderland, The Black Hole. It doesn't matter. I'm going to do it because it's a great race. I love this race. And as much as I'm going to miss it as Expedition Everest Challenge, I'm really excited to see what's next. So stay tuned with luck this time next year i'll be recording a special on the inaugural event of whatever that new race is so until then i'll say as always thanks for listening and i'll see you in that next special if you like what we're doing at neozaz.com we kindly ask you to take just a few minutes to check out our new patreon page Patreon is an opportunity to support the show and help us produce more specials, series, and events in the future. 
Check out patreon.com slash neozads to see our milestone goals for the future of the show and the network and the perks and bonuses offered at our different levels of support. We love creating content at Neozads and love doing these shows. We have a lot more we'd like to do, and with this new Patreon page, we look forward to starting those projects very soon. To learn more, visit patreon.com slash neozaz. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash N-E-O-Z-A-Z. 